Coming up on today's Locked On Angels, we're tackling maybe the toughest question at hand right now. What would a contract extension for Shohei Otani look like? Plus, we got some listener voicemails to take a listen to and another Hispanic Heritage Month history lesson. That's all coming up next right here on Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Angels. Steve Granado with you at Steve Granado on Twitter, G-R-A-N-A-D-O. Locked on Angels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day every single day, especially here in the offseason, at least least the Angels offseason. Of course, we're in the postseason and having fun with that. But for the Angels... This is what we have to deal with right now. Um, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So like I said at the top, we're going to get into Shohei Tani in our second uh, part of this show. So our second part of the show. But first, we have to get through some stuff. I wanted to tell you guys, I actually have some merch now available for purchase if you're interested. Uh, I started this small brand right now online called 2-7 Baseball, and it's all Angels-inspired stuff right now. We just released our first sticker and magazine. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's called Just the Halo, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It is just the Halo uh, that you know and love from the Angels lore, the California Angels logo. Um, so if you're interested in that, it's pretty cool. It's a great sticker to throw on your water bottle or on your laptop. It is in the show notes. If you're looking for the link for that, Just the Halo sticker, I think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see some people, um, you know, putting it wherever they want to put it. Uh, it's available on Redbubble. You can also just search in you know, a 27 baseball or of course, again, it is in the show notes. So just wanted to make you aware of that. Those are now for sale. Pretty cool. I think they're cool. Go check them out and keep your eye on that space for more cool stuff coming soon. Uh, I also want to remind you, don't forget to vote on our poll. We were talking about this yesterday and the numbers haven't changed too much since yesterday. Uh, they've, they've skewed a little bit, but uh, we asked Angels fans, uh, if Angels if the Angels were to put one player statue outside Angel Stadium, who would you want? This question got super heated over the weekend. There's still two days left or a day left as you're listening to this. Um, it will it'll wrap up on Wednesday. We have over a thousand votes on this now, which is wild. Thanks, you guys, for turning out for this one. I want to make sure that you get your votes in while you still can. Right now, still leading the charge is Tim Salmon, 45.1% as of this record. Uh, Vlad Guerrero checks in number two at 33.7. Then it's Nolan Ryan at 19 and Chuck Finley all the way at 2.2. So you still have another day to vote on this poll, and I would implore you to do so. Uh, it's pretty cool, and I know that's a lot of people are passionate, I guess is the way to put it, passionate about uh, this question. Weirdly enough, I did not think that this was going to be the response, but hey, that's where we're at right now. So if you're interested, go check that out on our Locked on Angels Twitter account. That's at Locked on Angels. Again, it's linked in the show notes and right here on YouTube. So that is our poll question this week. We will talk about that. I guess we'll talk about that on Thursday. Thursday, yeah, we'll talk about the final results of that. I imagine they probably won't change much, but that's where we're at right now. Again, Tim Salmon leading the way by about 12%. He's ahead of Vlad Guerrero, which I figured would be the top two, but I thought it would have been reversed, weirdly enough. But hey, just one guy's opinion. Um, Anyway, okay, we have a listener voicemail, so let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Hey, Steve, this is Jose Medina calling from Seattle. Uh, First off, thanks for the shout-out on Friday's podcast episode. That was super cool to to hear your, my name um, on the podcast. Um, but second, regarding the social media for the Angels this year, I, I think they've stepped it up. They've done an amazing job. Even my wife, who is actually a Mariners fan, commented that 
that uh, it's really, really cool. The colors that they use are fantastic. She wishes the Mariners' social media would be just like ours. Um, her words, not mine. But definitely our favorite part is, is when they share the player introduction photo shoots. Um, I think that's a really, really cool segment that they've done. Um, overall, I think they've really stepped it up, and I can't wait to see what they have for next year. Um, so far, loving the podcast. Keep it up, and thanks, man. Hey, Jose, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, we talked about uh, the tweet he sent me on Friday, in case you missed, uh, or I guess that was like Thursday or Wednesday last week. I don't know. Every day blurs. Uh, but uh, yeah, we talked about that on Friday's show. Jose Medina uh, sent me a tweet about Scott Spezio's band. Uh, that was part of our Fried Dumb segment. If you missed that, uh, that was on a, uh, audio only. So if you're watching on YouTube, which again, by the way, we are on YouTube now, in case you missed yesterday's episode, uh, but all our Locked On episodes are now on YouTube as well. But yeah, so in case you missed that uh, that conversation on Fry Dumb, thanks thanks for the uh, the tweet there, Jose. Yeah, the we're talking about yesterday's topic was the grading the 2021 season. We're continuing that, and we will wrap that up tomorrow. By the way, uh, but talking about the Angel social accounts, and I do yeah, I, I like those player introduction posts. Those are pretty cool too. Um, I didn't mention it that in my review yesterday, but yeah, those were pretty sweet, and there were all like. Well, there ended up being a lot of player like MLB debuts, especially in September with all the pitchers that got called up. I did like those too. I like the design and all that. We talked about all the design elements and and the full breakdown of the Angel social media from Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, so, in case you missed yesterday's episode, that was Monday's episode. Uh, the grading twenty twenty one series is still continuing. So, Jose, thanks for the call, man. I really appreciate you checking in with uh, with that. And uh, you 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 call a little too late for me to include it in yesterday's episode, so I wanted to make sure I got to it today. Uh, yeah, I, I think just overall, the Angels did a really good job this year. Um, we gave it a B with their social media accounts. We, you know, again, we kind of made our piece with it last uh, last episode on Monday. So if you want to catch that full conversation, um, it is available. And, you know, why not? I'll link it in the show notes as well in case you missed that here on our YouTube channel. Uh, but yeah, dude, thanks so much for calling. And hopefully we hear from you again soon if you want to be a part of the show. And I would really implore you to be a part of the show because coming up on Wednesday, uh, that's tomorrow's episode. We are going to be finishing our grading series, the grading 2020 season, 2021 season, uh, with the entirety of the fan experience. So we're going to hand out our final grades. Crazy. It's our final report card. Call our voicemail line 714-409-6396. That's 714-409-6396. You could be a part of tomorrow's show and the rest of the week, again, if you don't want to talk about your Angel Stadium experience this year, I am, or just Angel's experience overall this year, I am taking calls right now about food and drink recommendations around Anaheim near the ballpark. Try and keep it fairly close, within two miles or so from Angel Stadium, because we're going on a full-on food and drink tour, essentially, on this show that you can save, by the way. You'll be able to save those um, those episodes and then come back to them once we get to opening day next year. And then that way you can just start checking them off the list, going hitting new spots, trying out new food, and you know, make it a thing. Don't just go to the ballpark. Make it a night, man. Like Go out, treat yourself, have fun, go get a drink, go get a, a burger or something, and then head out to the ballpark and then find something after. That's the big one for me. I like doing something than after the game. I don't know if you guys are the same, but that's kind of how I roll. We're going to be doing that next week, more than likely. Maybe the end of this week. Still haven't uh, finished out the rest of this week's uh, episodes, but probably next week we're going to start our big, big deep dive into uh, the food and drink around Angel Stadium. So would love you to be a part of that. Again, give us a phone call. That phone number, one more time for you. It's always in the show notes in case you have lost it, um, but in case you want it right now, 714-409-6396. 
right, coming up next, we're going to explore what a possible extension for Shohei Otani would look like, which, wow, that could be mind-breaking. So I'm very curious to how everybody's going to respond to this. I'm a little nervous, not going to lie. Um, but before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimid- intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders all the parts on their computer? Then they only like choose the brands that they happen to carry. I I I, I get like anxiety thinking about it. <laughs> you have a computer with access to RockAuto.com at your home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over twenty years. Twenty years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and they even have carpet, which. Shocked me. They even have new carpet you can put into your car. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, back here on Locked On Angels. I wanted to ask you guys here, totally forgot last time, but I want to ask how you guys are enjoying the playoffs so far. Uh, Have you found a team to root for yet? Are you rooting for the almighty Dodgers still? Uh, Are you on the Giants bandwagon? Are you hoping Chicago pulls it out? Like, where are you at right now? Hit me up on the voicemail or hit me up, Locked On Angels or at Steve Granato on Twitter. I'm very curious what Angels fans are rooting for right now. Uh, I know personally, I'm kind of having a hard time picking a team right now. There's no like um, lovable losers or there's no like Cinderella story right now. And it's kind of hard for me to, to pick a team to root for, but I'm just hoping for for some good ball. Um, okay, let's go ahead and get to what you're probably here for. The Shohei Otani talk. Okay, here we go. So let me make this clear at the very beginning. This isn't my money. <laughs> so this is not my money. I am not a general manager. I am not in the front office. I'm not a baseball ops person. I will never pay Shohei Otani money. Light and simple. So this is more so just for fun. All right. I just was curious because I know this is kind of a buzz right now of what an extension might look like for Shohei. So let's see. Let's go ahead and pick some guys recently who have signed and see if we can compare. This is all again coming with a caveat. It's not my money. Think about it that way for you too. This is not your money. So, you know, don't really think about it too hard. Okay. So I want to compare it, obviously, Shohei, very unique case, unlike any that we've ever seen. So this is not a one-to-one, obviously. So I'm not comparing Shohei to these players, but these are some players. I'll explain as we go. Okay, so I'm going to compare contract-wise. I'm not comparing on the field, but I'm just going to compare contract-wise guys that have signed recently. So let's start with a guy, Patrick Corbin, right? Patrick Corbin, uh, pitcher for the... Washington Nationals, and he actually was uh, drafted by the Angels way back when. Um, But okay, here you go. So this year in 2021, Patrick Corbin pitched 171 innings. Shohei pitched 130.1. Obviously, he missed some time uh, here and there dealing with like some arm soreness and stuff. So he didn't make every start that, you know, he wasn't always scheduled. If he had been, maybe he'd be around 150, 160. So fairly close to where Patrick Corbin was this year as far as on the mound. So Patrick... 171, Shohei 130.1. That was just this season. When Patrick Corbin signed his contract back in 2019, he was 30 years old. He's five years older than than Shohei. So going into this free, going into next season, I should say, he'll be 28. Shohei, of course. So when Patrick Corbin signed his deal with the Nats 
at age 30. He signed for six years, $140 million, which averages out to 23.3 mil a year. 23.3 um, a year for Patrick Corbin. So that's where he's at. And again, I know they're not equivalent. This is kind of more so just where are we at? Shohei, I think with the numbers where we can kind of anticipate it more so moving forward, averaging it out, I feel like Patrick Corbin pitching-wise, given that Shohei will more than likely always pitch less than a traditional starter, that's where I'm kind of valuing it. Okay, that just base level. I'm not going into deep analytics here, man. This is just super, this is just for fun. Okay, so remember that number, six years, 140. Average, 23.3. Okay, now let's compare that to the DH side of things, okay? J.D. Martinez, Boston Red Sox. He signed at age 30 for five years, $110 million. Again, as a designated hitter, just like Shohei. We're, we're taking both sides of Shohei, Frankensteining them, and figuring out potentially what we could do here. We, like it's my money. Okay, J.D. Martinez, 30, uh, signed at age 30, five years, $110 million. That's an average annual of 22 mil. This is crazy. This year, 2021, J.D. Martinez, 634 plate appearances. Shohei, 639. So very close. Very close for the amount of times they both came to the plate this year. So J.D., 634 plates. Uh, Shohei, 639. Shohei will be 28. J.D. signed at 30. 110 mil for five years. Okay. So if we just straight up combine those, right, money-wise, we have a five- or six-year deal for $250 million. Five or six years for $250 million. That's an average annual at six years of 41.6 mil a year at five years is 50. So how are you feeling? Five years, 250? Six years, 250? Obviously, there would be incentives and things like that. I'm just going super base numbers here because, again, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm totally guessing here. Is Shohei the equivalent of a J.D. Martinez and Patrick Corbin as far as like how much value that adds to a team based upon his very, very specific situation of where he's not going to be able to pitch every five days? Because that's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. If he, couldn't, if he couldn't do it at 27, he's not going to do it at 33. So that's just not going to happen. At bat, a J.D. Martinez comp, obviously a little bit more power. JD has that power, but consistently Shohei had more power this year, but that average lower. Like I'm just trying to equalize it here, compare it to guys that signed within the last couple of years that bring both skills to the table. So combined again, five or six years for 250 million. That would put Shohei in theory at a you know 30, what is that? Gosh, I don't even know. 34, 35 by the time he hits free agency again. Would you like the Angels go longer? Are you convinced in 2021 that this is the Shohei we could potentially get the rest of the way? I don't know. He, It's so hard to try and dial it in for this because it's so extremely unique and specific. So I don't know. I'm curious to if there ever is extension talk that goes past, well, I'd like to do it. We'll see if it ever actually goes past that moment, especially this year going into the season, what the numbers look like. It's it's really interesting to me, and I'm curious to what Angels fans have to say. So sound off on Twitter or in the comment section of our YouTube episode here. What would you offer Shohei? Gosh, that is such a loaded question. I mean, this is like, yeah, I, I don't want to hear... 10 years, 700 million. No, that's obviously no. But 
I'm curious to see what people think about this because it's it's extremely specific and unique. So sound off in the comments. Send me a tweet at Locked On Angels. I'm very curious if you had the open checkbook, if you had the money, what would you offer Shohei Otani after 2021? Do you trust him for a 10 year extension? Are you going to go more conservative like Trout's first extension? Interesting debacle. A good problem to have, that's for sure. So sound off in the comments. I want to hear what you have to say. All right, in our final segment here today, we'll be diving into the history books again for another Hispanic Heritage Month history lesson. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And you can use the promo code Locked On. Don't need to add any numbers. Locked On to receive that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Hispanic Heritage Month time. Let's go ahead and dive in. In case you are only watching on our YouTube channel for the first time and didn't listen to all our audio segments, we have been diving into some Hispanic Heritage stuff here, angels-wise. So we're going to continue that. We still have a couple more days here in Hispanic Heritage Month, so let's go ahead and get to it. Um, I want to talk about the worst season in Angels history. A little strange. Stick with me. 1980, the worst record in Angels history. The Angels finished... 65 and 95, 30 games under 500 under manager Jim Fergosi. The worst record in franchise history. Uh, they did finish 67 and 95 one year, but again, less wins. So that is a worse record. The Angels never had a 100 loss season. So there you go. That's, that's nice to know, comforting, I guess. I don't know. So 65 and 95, the Angels finished 31 games out of first. Oof, rough, really rough. But on that team, born in Gatun, Panama, you probably heard this one, Rod Carew. So let's talk about Rod a little bit. So the Panamanian kid obviously made his name and did the majority of his damage while with the Minnesota Twins. On this 1980 team, Rod Carew was 34 years old. This was his age 34 season, and he was in his second year with the Angels. In this season, Rod Carew finished third in war. Wins above replacement, as I'm sure you know now. Bobby Gritch and Jason Thompson were just ahead of him. Rod Carew finished with a 3.4 war. He and Bobby Gritch were all-stars in 1980 in what otherwise was a very, very rough year. Carew this season, here we go. This is, this is the one. Batted 331 at the age of 34. Batted 331 at the age of 34. It's the second highest season average in his Angels tenure behind the 1983 year in which he batted 339. So eight points higher three years later. Jeez, this kid could hit. It's ridiculous. Um, so here are the single season leaders 
all-time batting average. Number one, the 2000 season. Darren Erstad, 355 in 2000. I honestly didn't even know that. That's way up there. 355 batting average for Erstad back in 2000. Number two, Rod Carew for the 83 season, 339. Then it's Vlad Guerrero in 2004, 337 average. Then here's the season we're talking about. Fourth all-time, 331 Rod Carew in 1980. So he has the highest batting average. This is now again 1983. The highest batting average for any Latin-born player in Angels history in a single season. 1983, 339. Then just a couple years prior to that, 331. And here's another massive number. Rod Carew in 1980 struck out just 38 times. 38 times times in 144 games 38 times in 144 games it's the lowest of his career when he played an entire season he did strike out 28 times in 1970 for the twins but he only played in 51 games that year so i'm I'm washing that one full season 38 strikeouts in 1980 144 games it's the lowest in his entire career it's just insane Insane what he was able to do. Obviously a Hall of Famer. He was the only Hall of Famer on that team. And again, what was otherwise an abysmal season in Angels history, 65 and 95. So there you go. Rod Carew, our uh, Hispanic Heritage Player of the Day. I mean, you know everything about him, I'm sure. I'm sure you've heard plenty about him. You know the 3,000 hits and all that kind of stuff. But when you really take a deeper look into those numbers, even if there's just the surface level, you know, baseball reference numbers, if you're not really diving deep on, like, fan graphs kind of stuff, it, it's still insanely impressive. Um, you know, obviously, i way too young to have ever watched Rod Carew play. I've seen him in his latter years here and, you know, signing autographs and, you know, being a – uh, a legend of the game just kind of hanging around baseball so to really dive deep and, and and look more at these numbers is really exciting and uh it's cool it's super cool i mean geez man 38 strikeouts in an entire season can you imagine today <laughs> no chance um if you do like this segment by the way i do have a podcast that does things just like that this it's called our game it examines the latin contributions to american baseball if you're interested in checking that out it is linked in the show notes and of course the episode description here on youtube our game that's o-u-r-g-a-m-e we asked the question, who is the Latino Jackie Robinson? And we found out that the answer is extremely complicated. So super fun time, eight-part series. I implore you to go check that out. That's an audio medium if you're looking for that kind of thing. Um, don't forget to give us a voicemail, 714-409-6396. Give me a call. What do you think about the Shohei numbers that I'm throwing out there? Do you want a longer contract or do you think five to six is good? It's not my money. Um, and again, a reminder, we are now on YouTube. So if you're interested in doing that, check out our YouTube channel. Everything's always linked. Everything's always linked. You know this. Um, And I do, again, want to get your food and drink ideas. All these things are happening. Buy a sticker. I think they're cool. I made it. I think it's cool. Go buy a sticker. Um, If you want to check out something completely different, I have another podcast called Movies I Should Have Watched, where my best friend Alex and I are watching a ton of movies that we're supposed to watch a really long time ago, but we just somehow missed. Coming up tomorrow on Wednesday the 13th, Friday the 13th, we are watching Friday the 13th as a part of our Halloween month. We review movies. We have a good time. We play games and joke around for you know an hour and a half. So if you're looking for a weekly podcast about movies that you've probably watched, There you go. Movies I should have watched. Ton of fun. And thanks for all the Locked On fans who are jumping over there. Appreciate that. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, too, at Steve Granado, G-R-A-N-A-D-O, and at Locked On Angels. Go vote in that poll we mentioned 
a little while ago. I want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. For your second listen, head on over to Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan, where he brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. But hey, call him Sully. It's free and available on all platforms. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today in this episode of Locked on Angels. Again, don't forget tomorrow we are finishing our grading 2021 series. Check us out tomorrow. Uh, tell, Give me a call right now. If you call quick enough, then I can get you in tomorrow's show. I usually work on it in the middle of the day for the next episode. So that's how you know my workflow right there. Give me a call if you want to talk about the 60-year celebration. Did you like the apparel? Did you like anything else? Tell me about your fan experience in 2021, and you can be in tomorrow's show. Thanks for checking us. We'll talk, checking us out. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow later.